the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Impulsive behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. I hope everybody is safe and dry out there. This is Pastor John Allworth of Recovery Radio Houston coming to you from our new time slot at 4 p.m. And we are really glad to be here. My co-host, Tony B., is attending to some family matters today, but we're in great shape. I'm here with my good friend, my brother, and fellow warrior in the kingdom, Tommy Thompson, the CEO of the Open Door Mission. Tommy, how are you today? Good, John. Thank you for asking. Well, it is great to have you back here, Tommy. Tommy, this show is about hope, the hope that Jesus Christ offers to the lost, to the brokenhearted, specifically to those that are under the bondage of addiction and their loved ones, because we so often forget in addiction about the consequences, what we might call the collateral damage to to the family members and and people who are impacted by addiction. I know you deal with that all the time, Tommy. So if, if you're under the bondage of addiction or you know someone that you work with or that you love, a family member, let me tell you there's hope. There's hope out there. There's hope in Jesus, and there's hope in... We have a wonderful recovery community here in, in Houston. The longer we do this show, you know, we had people on uh, like Sasha McLean. There's actually a high school for for, peop- for kids that are suffering from addiction. And we had a guy last week, uh, uh, a pastor who is with Crossroads Connection, uh, Center, which is takes men out of prison and does a lot of the things that you do, Tommy, uh, with job training and housing and, and placing these people. And, and you know, if, if, if you want to recover or you know somebody that needs to recover, if you open your eyes, there are people out there to hope. I love what Marcia says in the introduction. God wants you to, to walk into the light, and he wants you to know no matter where you are, if you're huddled under a bridge this afternoon trying to stay out of the rain or or you think you know that there's you're just lost. He wants you to know, no matter how far down you've been, no matter where your story is taking you, you know there's forgiveness in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and uh, he there is hope. And he's you know if you can overcome this, you'll have a mighty testimony, and God's got a purpose for your life. Amen. So uh, we're going to start with prayer, and um, then we're going to we've got a really special show today. We're, we're going to visit. For this hour with Tommy. Tommy is the CEO, as I said, of Open Door Mission. 
You can join the program by by calling 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. You can call to ask Tommy questions. Uh, You can call for prayer. Uh, You can stay anonymous if you want to. You don't have to give your name. You can... We can share our, our hope, strength, and experience with you, but uh, join the program again at 1-800-808-5548. So we're going to talk today with Tommy about uh, about his personal journey. We're going to talk with him about a visit he had yesterday from the White House czar on homelessness, which is wonderful because that's what the Open Door Mission does is it transforms homeless men's lives, people that are struggling with addiction. And we're going to also talk some probably about smart recovery and the other holistic approaches that the Open Door Mission takes to recovery. But let's start with prayer. Father God, we come to you today with humility in our hearts, Father, and uh, uh, we pray, Father, for all the people out there that are suffering in our land tonight, uh, whether it be from from COVID-19 or from kidney disease or heart disease or or the the bondage of addiction, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction. Uh, Father, we just ask for your protection. We ask for your healing. And uh, we've got we've got a, a message, Father, that I think you would like for people to hear, and we ask that people have ears that are open to, to, to hear about the hope that is offered with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, protect us, heal us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Um, let, me, let me also, let me add to that prayer. I'm so sorry. Uh, we had a, our maid of honor in, um, in our wedding, uh, a wonderful young lady, uh, named Sylvia, her brother, uh, Don DeLeon, passed this morning from COVID-19. His, uh, he had lung f- failure, and he fought a battle for about a month in, in intensive care. And I just want to say a special prayer today for the for the DeLeon family. And uh, I just ask that, uh, Lord, that you comfort them, that you give them peace, um, that you show them the hope, because uh, I know Don was a believer, that, that we'll be reunited with him one glorious day, and that he's uh, dancing in the streets with Jesus right now, and we're just thankful for that hope as believers that we have. But we ask that you comfort them in their difficult time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, Tommy, uh, how are you today, my friend? I know I already asked you that, but it never hurts to ask somebody a couple times. <laughs> I'm still well, thank you. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, after listening to me for a couple minutes, I thought that could have changed, you know, but uh, no, it's great. it's great to have you here. Uh, Tommy, uh, you're the CEO of the Open Door Mission. Uh, can you tell us about the mission? Sure. Yeah, the mission uh, has been serving Houston's homeless population for men uh, since 1954. Wow. And uh, we uh, were located in downtown Houston. This is before my day, obviously. But uh, in 1966, the Sterling Turner Foundation gave us the uh, old Fullerton Elementary School that was built in 1904. And uh, we're very grateful to have it because we can now house uh, 175 men uh, on our property. And uh, that's a, uh, uh, you know, just a wonderful opportunity for us to uh, to be able to serve. You know, that's amazing. You know, of course, you know, Tommy, I've been at your facility many times. And, uh, you know, you guys are doing kingdom work, my friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just an honor to be in the partnership with you in this in the kingdom and in the recovery community. I'm just amazed when I go over there at the at the the good spirit that the people have as as they're taken from from the isolation of addiction and become part of a community, a community of believers and a community of people who are all trying to get better. You know, we're all recovering from something, but these these people, you're really transforming lives. We got to let's we got to call on line one. Let's take this call, then we'll get back to our interview. 
Good evening. Uh, good afternoon. Sammy, are you on the line? Yes, sir. I'm on the line. Well, what can we do for you today, Sammy? Well, uh, one of my friends just told me that you're waiting for my phone call. Uh, I call uh, as I am the Messiah. Okay. I am the one the Jewish people are waiting for. All right. Well, I tell you what, why don't you call me, uh, send me a message uh, another time. and uh, you Well, know, I know you're a Christian radio station, am I correct? We are, and so I'd like yeah. to visit with okay, you. So it's going to be very tough, uh, but it's okay, no problem. I will give you a call. Yeah, you give me a call, send me a message on our Facebook page, and we'll get you on another time, okay? Thank you, Sammy. Sure, no problem. Well, um, anyway, let's get back to what we were doing. So, so... Uh, you have 175 men, uh, or potential uh, beds, and I understand in normal times, sometimes you're almost full or full. Right. Uh, it, it takes quite a bit. Uh, right now, we're, we're very, very low on our population because of the COVID, and uh, we got uh, hit by it um, back in March the first with the first man, and uh, since then, we've had a total of uh, 18 that have... Uh, uh, been impacted by it. Well, they're not all confirmed because uh, they were unable to get the tests from Harris Health. But uh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a tough go, and uh, it'll be a while before things really turn around for us. We do have the Harris Center uh, that they're bringing in people uh, on a daily basis. Uh, that's for um, uh, medication adherence, observation. Uh, it's mental health. Uh, people coming out of the psychiatric hospitals that um, uh, need medication adherence observation and um, and uh, to understand the value of taking those medications it's uh, uh, they ha- then have the opportunity to come into our substance abuse program so the objective that we've really had at the mission is to uh, have medical uh, you know physical me- uh, a treatment there uh, which we have performing by Harris health and uh, mental health uh, by the Harris Center, and then substance abuse. So we cover behavioral health as well as uh, physical health. That's amazing. Well, let me see if I understood you right. So you've got 18 guys that have either tested positive or are in quarantine because they're showing some level of symptoms right now? Yeah, that was from the beginning. Uh, right now we're down to, uh, uh, we had one man uh, this week uh, test positive and uh but the others, the last one before that was on the 14th of July. So he's about ready. All those men are about ready to come out of that quarantine uh, area that we have them in. So, so far, nobody's been had to go into ICU or anything of that nature. No, we have had, uh, we've had two men uh, go into ICU since they, this started. Have they both recovered now? Uh, no, we actually had one man pass away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, when was that? That was last week. Wow. Yeah, you and I haven't spoken lately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. so sorry to hear that. You know, uh, there's never too much prayer, Tommy. Let's go back. Father God, we just lift up uh, the Open Door Mission, Father. You know the work that they're doing there. We just ask for protection for these men that are in quarantine and that have been tested positive, Father God. And we just ask that, that you heal our land and that we can get back to doing your work as soon as possible. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Um, so, Tommy, let's... Uh, Let's make a note. I want to get back to what you said about the relationship between mental health and substance abuse and homeless, homelessness. So I'm going to make a note that we're going to get back to that because, uh, you know, 
there's some misconceptions out there. I mean, nobody wants to be homeless. Um, there, there are other issues going on. But I want to hear, because I, we teased this, and, and I want to hear, first of all, you had a visitor yesterday. Yeah, so I got a phone call uh, last week um, uh, from a friend uh, that uh, told me uh, that he, the uh, homeless czar was going to be in Houston, and would I be available to uh, give him a tour of the facility, which I did yesterday. Uh, his name is Dr. Robert uh, Marbutt, and uh, he happens to um, have been the uh, founder, the starter of uh, Haven for Hope in San Antonio, which is a fantastic homeless uh, shelter, and uh, they call it a transformational facility as opposed to a homeless shelter, but it uh, houses uh, families, uh, men, women, and um, uh, they have a couple of different areas, kind of like we do, where you uh, or where like Star of Hope has, where there are uh, men that uh, really don't have any interest in uh, in treatment, but uh, uh, you know they want they need a place to stay, so they they have that set up for him. Anyway, he's a very interesting man. Uh, he's only been the czar since uh, December. Uh, he comes with a controversial uh, position in uh, with homelessness, and uh, that is. Uh, back in the early 90s, the uh, government had the, uh, of course, uh, infinite wisdom to uh, start a program called Housing First. And uh, uh, he, uh, Robert, and I both have the same feeling that uh, before housing needs to be treatment. So uh, Housing First started in Los Angeles back in 1991. And just take a look at Los Angeles today to see how effective uh, uh, that's become. I was going to say, uh, Los Angeles is like the homeless capital of, of the country, isn't it? Yeah. Ca- I mean, California is is really suffering probably the hardest of anybody. Uh, there's a total of about uh, uh, 550,000 homeless people on the streets in the United States uh, every day. And uh, they house a whole bunch of them. So, uh, and, and it's... You know, it's people that have absolutely no interest in doing anything about changing their lives, uh, but they really don't realize that there is a way that you can change your life, and that's what we do uh, at our facility. I see. Um, so let me get this straight. This guy, Mr. Robert, Dr. Robert Marbert, is he a yes. physician? Is, no, he's a Ph.D. Ph.D. I, I, you know, I lived in San Antonio for quite some time. The name seems familiar. Yeah, his father actually was a, a big uh, – uh, He's on the board of Valero, for instance. Okay. And uh, Robert himself uh, was a city councilman there. Uh, yeah, that made And uh, he uh, contemplated uh, running for mayor, as a matter of fact, at one point. But uh, And he is the actual White House czar for yes, homelessness. Right. Well, that's wonderful that it's, that it's getting that kind of attention at the highest levels. So let's talk about this. Uh, you know, we talked on air a little bit before beforehand, and we talked about how, you know— the, we all want to have empathy for these people and we, and we want to help them. And so, you know, it kind of makes sense from that perspective to provide housing because that's a basic necessity of life. But that kind of enables people that are lost in, in addiction and, and in mental illness, doesn't it? Right. Um, yeah. If you consider that the definition of the homeless is uh, those with mental illness and addictions, which is really the definition of homelessness, uh, it is um, – if you're not going to treat it, uh, you're going to have it. Right. So uh, you're not going to address it. It's going to be prevalent. And uh, that's what we have going on right now. So 
uh, here in the city of Houston, we exercise uh, Houston uh, Housing First as well. Uh, but believe me, they uh, the, those that are uh, in Houston, the Coalition for the Homeless, for instance, here, uh, they all understand the importance and value of the treatment uh, coming first and then the housing. You know, what happens is uh, a homeless person gets picked up uh, for whatever reason. It might be a medical reason, might be a mental reason, it might be, uh, you know, just acting out. And, um, and so they get picked up and they, uh, they, they then go through a, 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 an assessment and they say, okay, here, you're going to give you this apartment to go live in. Well, you can imagine what happens then. Uh, you know, then what? So they yeah. get into an apartment by themselves, and isolation is the worst thing in the world for someone Absolutely. with mental illness and addictions. Yeah. And so you just have more more of that. They they have some people that uh, go into those homeless situation into those uh, housing uh, situations and end up with um, you know renting the place out to somebody else, and they go back to the street. Wow. So it's it's something that's very difficult uh, to uh, to fathom, um, but. Uh, you know, the treatment, you know, with medications, you know, we see this at the mission all the time is, you know, with, with proper medications, proper dosage, uh, proper adherence to the medication, people can be functional. And uh, we see that. We do that with folks all the time. And uh, uh, because those, those two, the, that behavioral health, mental health and substance abuse go together. And, you know, you can actually, you know, we, we got all, all of our men who leave the open door mission that aren't on some type of... Uh, SSI or SSD end up uh, getting a job and being you know functioning tax paying members of society taxpayers yeah you know that's a different uh, that's a hundred and (laughs) eighty degree transformation it it absolutely is and you know it's I mean it's kind of like the old adage uh, you give a man a fish you can feed him for a day but you teach him to fish and and he can feed himself for a lifetime and so we've got to give these people the skills that they need to survive in society. And if they've got behavioral issues, they've got mental illness issues, they've, they've got to get the, the dosage right and, and take their medicine. But And from my perspective, if, if they've got those things go hand in hand, and if they've got addiction issues, they're just going to go right back. You just give them a house. Like you said, they'll rent it out and, and take that money and, and go on the street and, and get the drugs or alcohol. And, of course, as you and I know, because Tommy and I are both in recovery, praise the Lord, uh, alcohol and, and, and drugs make us crazy. <laughs> so there's no question about it. So um, tell me, tell me, Dr. Marbot, uh, how long was he at the mission and what did y'all do? Yeah, so he was there. He got there yesterday morning a little after 9, and uh, he was there till a little after 11. And um, uh, one of my, uh, our education manager and I sat with him and uh, just went over, gave him a tour of the facility, obviously, and then we talked and uh, uh, really wanted to um, uh, let him know all of what we do at the mission. And so we do from uh, evidence-based recovery to spiritual-based recovery to uh, social services that we're helping people with medical, dental, legal, child support, taxes issues, you know, that have just caused incredible amount of frustration to people when they are, you know, they're out there and, you know, they haven't done any of these things, haven't taken care of themselves. And, you know, we're able to, while they're, they're with us for the seven, eight, nine, ten months, uh, to be able to get accomplish those things, get those taken care of, so that when they leave, they're not facing that same wall that they had in front of them before. And we also have ed, uh, academic education. So, uh, you know, through our uh, with with volunteer tutors, which we would love to have come back, 
uh, in the near future yeah. uh, because we need them. Uh, men can get a GED or a HISIT uh, uh, diploma uh, so that they've accomplished a huge, uh, another hurdling block that they've uh, walked away from uh, by not graduating from high school. And then we have the career guidance program at the tail end. So uh, it's five stages that you go through, and those that finish the whole program end up with that job and uh, nothing like self-esteem building when you get that paycheck and you see that you got retirement and health benefits that going along with it. So it's, wow. uh, it's really amazing. Well, you know what you just said about the hopelessness, because when we're in addiction, we build up so many problems and, and we oh, yeah. isolate and ignore so many things that it becomes a huge mountain. And without hope and a light at the end of the tunnel, the, the, uh, something that, that, that this is, overcomable and it's all if you're out there and and i don't care how bad it is where you find yourself or you've got somebody that's struggling with addiction um you know there is hope these things can be managed you know there is forgiveness in our society there is there is hope and people you know um i can recall before i went into rehab and and, and got into recovery um i I remember thinking uh you know i'm an attorney and i remember thinking uh that you know People would think down on me because here I was admitting a weakness that that I had this problem, you know. Oh, I and, thought you were going to say being a lawyer. Yeah, well, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not overcomable, my friend. <laughs> but but, uh, but this. Uh, but what I found was was it was so amazing is it was the exact opposite of what I expected. I mean, people were so overjoyed, you know. I thought I was hiding a problem, but everybody knew it, you know, and, uh, and, and, and every, I, I was just, the reactions were just so amazing. I had so much acceptance and love and appreciation that, that I tackled this and, and, uh, it, it was, it was the best thing. You know, we were in an intervention, uh, with a family member last week and I was trying to express what, you know, because when you're on the other side of it, it just seems so daunting and 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 so difficult and and you you somehow the devil tricks us into liking that life and you're thinking that's glamorous and you don't want to give it up and i was trying to express it's almost inexpressible how much joy and what a blessing it is when you get out on the other side and you're truly recovered and you're free from this this bondage of addiction it's just amazing and and there's hope for every single person that can hear these words right now but John, you know what what you say. I I agree with. But the the thing is 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 that going from where you were, where I was, to where I went and came from, you know, was that thin line, and getting across that very thin line to say I'm going to do something about this. Yes. You know, I had two of my best friends back when when before I. Uh, gave up mine. Um, two of my best friends come to me. I, these were my drinking buddies, and they were telling me that I was drinking too much. Yeah. And it wasn't until uh, I really went off on a binge and came home from that binge, and my wife said, "Okay, this is this is it. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, this is this is over." And um, and I realized at that point, okay, I have no more excuses. I I absolutely have to make this change, and t- took that step to uh to do something about it it was uh white knuckle and uh the wrong way to do it but uh it it worked for me i have 
Apparently, I have a willpower that was strong enough because I did not have God power at that time. It wasn't until six years later that I realized it was God and Jesus that really put me across that line and made me, you know, give it all up and stick with it, you know, that way. And when I talk to um, uh, to wives and mothers of addicts, and uh, as I can speak right now for those of you wives and mothers that are listening right now, is that there is hope. You can actually, this can actually happen. And, and, and whatever encouragement that you can give to that man, and of course it's the same with women, but uh, I'm, I'm only, my only experience is really working with men, uh, is that coming across that line, taking that step, yeah. is the biggest thing that you can do. And, and I just praise every man that comes to the mission that's a walk-in, and I just give him all the credit in the world because he's made that yep. huge step. That's the biggest step it of is. all of them. There has to be it, willingness. Yeah, there's there that to be, willingness. There has to, to be willingness. We can't make anybody do it. But, Tommy, I know you well enough to ask to ask you this. Yeah. How's your recovery the first six years versus once you got God? Oh, it was white knuckle. It was yeah. – uh, I mean, I'm sitting there uh, every every day. I'm sitting there looking in the mirror at this guy. I said, who in the world are you? And I would tell myself, I'm going to use today, I'm going to use today, I'm going to use today. And I didn't for those six years. And it wasn't until I went on that walk to Emmaus Men's Retreat in 1993 that I realized that I was talking to the pastor, and he was telling me, he says, hey, was, you were fighting Jesus every step of the way, and Jesus wasn't letting you do that. And yeah. so thank and so the since Lord. you took that other step, that next step, that yeah. next level, how's your recovery been? Yeah. Okay. So then it's just been <laughs> – so So the way I look at it in the book that I'm writing right now, I talk about this. It was a piece that I had never Amen. knew could could exist, a yeah. piece in me. And, I, and it took me many, many years before I realized it was that piece is what kept me in the game. Well, that and, and that peace that surpasses all understanding, totally, as totally. the Bible yep. calls it. That's that's what I want for every one of our listeners out there. It, yep. it is attainable. It is. It's not easy. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to take that first step. Be willing. You're going to have to get into a program. What I love about your program is is seven to ten months. People need that long to to you know this twenty eight days or two weeks, no. whatever insurance companies yep. are approving. That's not a prescription for success. We got a call on line one. Let's uh, let's add uh, Philip to the program. Philip, how are you? How about standing? How are you guys today? Uh, we, we couldn't be better because we're here and we're talking about uh, God and we're talking about recovery. So everything's good. Uh, how are you doing? What, what, you work at the mission, don't you? Yes, sir. I wanted to call and give a shout out to my spiritual warrior boss sitting right there. No, he's a wonderful man. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a blessing getting to know him and getting to know you as well. So are you at the mission now? Uh, actually, I'm across the street from the mission, and we are. Uh, everybody's doing all of the right things that we're supposed to do with all of our COVID precautions and everything else that's going on. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a strange time in our land, that's for sure. So we've uh, we've prayed for you. Are you? Uh, you know, of course, I know this the story, but our listeners don't necessarily. Uh, you are a graduate of the program, are you not, my friend? Oh yes, I am, and uh, I'm so grateful for it every day. You know, and I when I think about what you guys are talking about, knowing that peace. You know, I, I struggled for many, many years knowing that I had an issue and wanting to fix it, but never, never finding out what I finally needed. And when I finally made that 
that choice to accept God and, and Jesus into my life, that's when everything changed. Praise the Lord. You know, that's that's my experience, too. I uh, spent a good portion of my life with an emptiness and always searching for something and never being able to catch it, and thinking I'd find it in, in various behavioral things and, and uh, substances, and, and, and it never worked. And I never really filled that, or I never filled it at all until I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So that that's a blessing beyond measure, my friend. So Absolutely. What... Uh, what do y'all have planned at the at the mission? What's going on? You, you got any uh, programs coming up? Any four step programs or anything like that coming up soon? Well, we just had our four step retreat a while back, uh, about a month ago, and we it was great because there was a, a lot of guys that Tommy had mentioned before from the Harris Center that uh, participated as well, and that was great to see them um, have that encouragement and 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 want to learn and uh, want to take part in that part of the program. You know, the faith-based uh, part of the program, for me, was a game-changer. But, you know, the thing that makes Open Door so unique is that there's such a holistic approach, and they hit it from so many different angles. And that's what we really thats what we really need. And, you know, its I heard you guys use the phrase earlier, you know, one of my sponsors says to me that, uh, you know, with all the things that you were exposed to at Open Door with, you know, smart recovery, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, psychological treatment and medication, health-wise, like Tommy was saying, faith-based, 12 steps. It's taking away every excuse I could possibly come up with, not to just be a lover in Jesus and, and you know, be a part of this, be a part of functioning society like you guys were talking about. Well, Philip, I, I think uh, you are a uh, – we've had – a number of guys on the program that are graduates that are their lives have been transformed from the open door mission that are just doing wonderful. And you are so articulate, my friend. And, and uh, I think our listeners can tell uh, that what y'all are doing over there works. It works. And uh, we're going to dive in the, the second half uh, uh, to the individual steps of this holistic program. Uh, we got about one minute before the commercial break. Any, any parting words, my friend? No, I just wanted to let both of you guys know that uh, we love what you guys are doing out there. We really appreciate uh, uh, Recovery Radio, and obviously we appreciate Tommy and his efforts. Uh, like I said, he's a spiritual warrior, and it's a pleasure to be around him. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, my friend, for joining the program. So if you want to join the program in the second half, you can call us at 1-800-808-5548 if you've got questions for Tommy, if you've got prayer requests. Or if you want to tell us uh, uh, what you're struggling with, uh, you can do it anonymously or or any victories that are out there. Because I know there are victories all across this city. There are people struggling, but there are victories as well. So uh, you can also do, uh, catch our podcast, KKHT, or on Go- uh, Apple or, or Google Podcast. We'll be back right after the commercial break. This is Recovery Radio Houston.
you are not hidden. There's never been a moment. Welcome back to Recovery Radio Houston. We are here this rainy afternoon, and you know, <laughs> I think this is going to set a record for prayer, but let's pray for South Texas right now. The hurricane's hitting down there. And Lord, we just ask for your protection for those people. They've already been battered with uh, the COVID nightmare is, is down there, and, and now they're having to deal with a hurricane. And just just keep people safe, Father, and uh, give them some wisdom about what to do and, and uh, what not to do, more importantly, and uh, and protect them and keep them safe. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're here with uh, Tommy Thompson, who is the CEO of the Open Door Mission. The Open Door Mission is a wonderful wonderful resource that we have it's really a community resource uh, one of the treasures of of houston it's got a perhaps worldwide unique approach to dealing with homelessness and addiction and uh, it gets people in on a seven to ten month program and uh, i'm kind of summarizing here what tommy's already told us about uh, and it has a holistic approach uh, to addiction recovery utilizing every tool in the toolbox and that goes from uh, dealing with people's legal and dental and, and taxation problems that seem to be a mountain when we're stuck in the bondage of addiction. Uh, and then 12-step programs, uh, s- something called smart recovery, which we're going to discuss a little later in the program, which is deals with cognitive behavior. It, and uh, and importantly, then, it, it provides education. Some of these guys don't know how to turn a computer on or how to how to write a resume and teaches them those kinds of things, job skills. If they don't have their GED, they get their GED while, while they're at the, at the mission. And then uh, some job training and some housing assistance and job placement. Uh, before COVID, they had a relationship with the Marriott downtown and had placed a lot of men there and gotten men jobs at other places, uh, Christian-based places. And then number one, uh, they start every morning in chapel, and, and their number one uh, priority is that Jesus saves. And so they – you never know in addiction, as we've been discussing, what somebody's going to respond to. And once we can get them on the right road, well, number one, they've, they've started on the right road when they show up that day because they've shown some willingness, and you require them to say that they want to change uh, in order to be admitted. They've shown some willingness. And then we just got to keep them traveling down that road because it's a road filled with hope. And uh, it, it, every, every man and every woman can, can master that road if they have the willingness and then uh, they can have that peace that surpasses understanding if they, if they accept Jesus into their lives. So we're here with Tommy, and we're going to get into some of the – particularly we're going to talk about smart recovery here a little bit because we uh, a lot of people probably aren't familiar with that. and We haven't discussed it. but uh, So we can give our guests just a little bit of, of uh, flavor. Let's backtrack a little bit and talk about you some, Tommy, and how you got to the Open Door Mission. So uh, just tell us just briefly, where would you grow up? Uh, how, what was your, uh, your young right, life like? right. Yeah, I um, I grew up in Chicago, and uh, I'm a Cubs fan and a Bears fan, the Bears. And uh, uh, I was uh, working for a um, transportation company uh, in uh, in Chicago, uh, and then I had to go do my military uh, service. Which I when that. I came back from that, uh, I was transferred to Houston. That was many years ago, and. Uh, Came here, uh, continued to uh, do my work in transportation, uh, uh, logistics primarily, and, uh, you know, moving liquid products from uh, one place to another in railroad tank cars. And then uh, then the t- there's a tank at each end of that tank car movement, and I end up getting into the tank business 
built a oil storage terminal down in the Caribbean, and uh, another one up in Nova Scotia, Canada. And uh, the crazy thing is that uh, uh, Bob uh, Marbutt, yesterday, we were talking, and uh, he was um, uh, Bill Greehy, who was the chairman of the board of uh, Valero back in uh, the 2000s. Uh, he, uh, he ended up buying my company. And uh, so that was, uh, you know, God acting anonymously, you know, what they call a coincidence. But uh, it was just crazy. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Just for those that uh, missed the first half of the show, Bob Marbot, Dr. Robert Marbot is the White House czar on homelessness. And he was at the mission and they gave him a tour. And, and he and Tommy have a, a, some common approaches and philosophy about dealing with homelessness. And that is to provide treatment first. Uh, and get people where they're mentally well so they can be participants in society and, uh, and and then address other issues as opposed to the housing first issue. But in any event, if you'd like to join the program, I forgot to give this at the beginning, 1-800-808-5548. You can be on the air live with Tommy. You can, you can ask for prayer. You can come on anonymously. It's 1-800-808-5548. So you did all these things. The successful businessman developed this company. Were you dealing with anything else during that time? Oh my gosh, I was using uh, like crazy, and um, and it was along that way that I realized that uh, okay, maybe I was functional, but uh, you know, functional can be twenty percent of productivity, uh, or it could be a hundred percent of productivity, and I was probably at uh, around fifty. And it wasn't until I got sober and uh, realized that uh, my gosh. I can actually get some work done, you know, and it was, it was, a, uh, you know, it just changed everything. You know, our company uh, had been in dire straits uh, when I was working, uh, you know, in this new company that we'd built, and, uh, and it just took off from there and to the point where a company like Valero would buy it. Wow. And, um, and so when they did that, then I retired, and uh, I was living in South Florida with my family, and we ended up... Uh, uh, moving back here, which was a promise I'd made to my wife that uh, when all this is over, uh, one way or another, we'd come back and retire in Houston. Everybody else retires to South Florida. We retired to Houston. You did the reverse. You know, that's <laughs> funny, Tommy. We've we've got a lot of things in common, and one of them is my wife brought me back to Houston because <laughs> she grew up here and her family's from here. So we've, we've got a call. Let's take this call real fast. Uh, we've got Mr. Horace White. Mr. Horace White on line one. Uh, Horace, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Uh, we couldn't be better. We're talking about God, and we're talking about recovery, so well, the world is good, and we hope there are people out there that are listening, because there's always hope in Jesus Christ, and there's always hope in recovery. What can we do for you today? Amen. Yeah, I just wanted to call and say hi, hi to Tommy. Um, I know that uh, you guys were talking about the, the meeting we had yesterday, but Robert, I thought it went pretty well. I just want to say hi and check in. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, Horace is another graduate of the program. Praise the Lord. He's now our education manager and uh, just Mm -hmm. doing a crackerjack job uh, of doing that. Uh, uh, He'd been at the Marriott, working at the Marriott before he came into the program, and uh, now he's working for us. Tell tell him a little bit about your, your schooling, what you're doing right now, Horace. For sure, for sure. So yeah, like Tommy's correct, I managed the Mary Marquis front lobby for three years uh, before coming to the mission. Uh, resigned to get treatment. Thank God, it was the whole experience has been awesome. 
Um, but yeah, like I do, I manage the education department here for the guys. I make sure that uh, we have resources and options available for them to grow and further themselves in academia and, you know, attain a GED if that's something that they want to do. Um, now, currently, in the fall, on the 24th of August, I start accounting courses. I want to go to school, become an accountant. I've already gone to school. I have a Bachelor of Arts, studio art, fine art, um, but I, I definitely, actually working in hospitality and being a manager there in leadership, I just I, I just got a knack for spreadsheets and numbers, and yeah, now I'm going to go to school for accounting. I'm transitioning to accounting. I think I'm excited about it. It's going to be two online classes, but I'm looking to um, take courses, yeah, and go that way. Well, you sound like a man who's got a heart for education, and so I think God's got yeah. you in the right place leading the education because that yeah. can be such an impediment to, to men, you know, and they get in an environment there where they're probably comfortable admitting some of their deficiencies, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe they mm-hmm. dropped out early from school or or uh, they just got passed along because they were already – because most of us started in our teenage years, so maybe they were already yeah. dabbling with either alcohol or drugs and – and uh, so I, I commend you, my friend, and I'm going to pray for your patience to help these men because that that can really launch them into a, a, a new aspect of their life. Go ahead. You were yeah, going to say thank something. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that education can, uh, you know, for a lot of people, it could be a source of anxiety and, um, you know, just low self-esteem. But I, I want to make sure I dismantle that for the guys. I want, them to, I want education to be a pillar. I want them to be able to use it to change the lives, you know, and combine it with God, you know, combine it with purpose uh, and, and drive. I think, you know, anything is possible. Yeah, with with our God, nothing is impossible. And uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, that that's the folks, if you're listening out there and you, you know somebody who, who needs help, this is the kind of program that the Open Door Mission is. It didn't just uh, mm-hmm. come in and and uh, you know, hold on to the handles and white knuckles sobriety for thirty days. It's not one of those programs. It's a program that provides life skills, spiritual growth, uh, you know, practical things. Uh, you know, I've had some uh, at least uh, one man with some legal difficulties that, that that have been there. You know, it, it addresses. And my friend Ron Johnson is is helping another man with some legal difficulties. And and you know, they they really they're going to care about the whole person, not just. Uh, you know, some places, okay, we got you sober, see ya. <laughs> you know, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. disaster. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I know that um, we get guys from all over. We got a guy here uh, just came into the program. It's from Cuba. He's a Cuban native. And you never know, really, like, who's going to walk through the door and, you know, coming on and working on him to get him to some programs and some, some English classes. So it's like it's always something new. Um, it's always work to be done, you know, working with the guys. So I enjoy, I enjoy my time here. I enjoy, I enjoy uh, being an opportunity where I can use the gifts God gave me. So. Well, that's wonderful. And I, mm-hmm. the other thing I heard about your story, and uh, I look forward to meeting you because I haven't met you yet, but uh, was that, that you came from employment into the program because so many of us mm-hmm. uh, wait too long. And, uh, yeah. you know, we wait till. So, and that's okay too. You know, there's there's still hope. Uh, but but you know, if you're out there and, and you're suffering from addiction, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's better to address it before you end up homeless. And uh, we had a a, a, f- a friend of uh, the family that 
that ended up homeless and ended up uh, getting attacked and actually had his eyes cut out by uh, yeah with the uh, box cutters. Oh my! God. I mean, there's not a good place wow. out there on the streets. No, it, it's really not. And, yeah. and there's an alternative. There's there's a better answer, and that's the Open Door Mission. And there are other programs too, but I would highly recommend the Open Door Mission to anybody that's out there that's struggling with these issues. So, so one other thing about Horace is, you know, he, he had a, an opportunity. He could have gone into a, a rehab uh, that his insurance mm-hmm. would have paid for from, uh, from the Marriott, yet he had known and he had actually had a number of our graduates that were working for him that made mm-hmm. him make the decision to come into the mission as opposed to going to one of those rehabs that would have cost, you know, $30,000 for a month. You know, instead, we spent $13,000 on him for the time that he was uh, in our program. That's what it, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it costs us. Yeah. He didn't, didn't cost him a penny, but it costs us uh, yeah. $13,000. $13,000 well-spent dollars, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, because incredibly. look at the transformation that Horace has made. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah. Horace, I just wish you all the blessings in the world. My dad is an accounting professor. I'd, I'd hook you guys up, but he's retired. So he, he just had his 85th birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dad. If, if, if he just, he's doing great, but he just had his 85th birthday. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, he, he taught accounting for years. So uh, I, best of luck. Thank you so much for joining the program and, and for calling yeah, in for today. Sure. God bless you, Horace. And uh, as I said, I, I look forward to meeting you once the mission is open and I can come over there and have lunch with you guys. Look forward to meeting you. Most so. definitely. All right. Look forward to it. Well, Bye-bye. you know, that is so fascinating, Tommy, because uh, my wife and I have this discussion quite often that these 28-day programs, I mean, they're almost programmed so that people fail. They're revolving doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, the insurance companies uh, just won't wake up because they are so stringent on, on you know, the time that they allot and if they'll give any more time, but that's just not enough time for somebody to change their lives. I mean, it took a lifetime to get to where we are at the end of our addiction road, and you just can't expect this, you know. Uh, now, now, you know, I've seen people delivered on the spot. You you were, and it was a miracle because I think God knew what he had in store for you, and, and it's possible. But most people need a longer a longer-term solution. They need time to get their, you know, it takes time to get these chemicals out of our body. It takes time for our brain to recover. You know, they can do scans on, for example, cocaine addicts where they show it at two months, three months, six months, where the brain repairs itself. God made us as self-healing organisms, and the brain repairs itself, and it's amazing. And it's when you get in your right mind then that, that you can truly enjoy life and reach your potential. So these short-term programs, um, you know, God bless them, and I wish them all the luck in the world but it's 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 what you do is such so much more meaningful to really transform a life you know it's hard for somebody to make a decision to take seven months ten months out of their life to um to to dedicate to um, a program like this it and is. uh you know how am i going to support my family you know if you have a family uh how can i provide child support for my kids uh you know it doesn't happen and yeah. but the investment that you're making in those seven to ten months and beyond is just priceless, uh, because then you can become that productive person. You know, I, t- I, I was telling uh, uh, my staff and I was telling uh, our men in the program that the stimulus check, which really ticks me off to begin with, but uh, you know, the stimulus check, I, I knew that these guys would be getting those twelve hundred dollar checks, and it makes them want to go and take that check and go use it. And uh, I said, you know what you should do with that $1,200 check is you should give it to the mother of your children. 
because she's the one that needs it. Yes. There's no harder job in the world than being a single mother. I mean, I was a single father for two years, and I know what it's like as a single father, but I had a job, I had income, I was okay. But I look at these single mothers that, uh, you know, you know, the, 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 the man that is the father of these children looks at her and she says, oh, well, she's getting child support. She's making, you know, making it. Uh, she's out partying and all that stuff. Uh-uh. She's struggling like crazy. I said, give that $1,200 to her. And I said, if you're not going to give it to her, give it to the mission because I'm spending $12,000, $13,000 on you while you're here. And you don't deserve that $1,200. You haven't done jack, you know, other than come into this program, which is wonderful. But, hey, you don't deserve that $1,200 check. And and as far as our staff is concerned, I said the same thing to them. I said, give that money back to the mission because we're paying you the whole time you're, you know, working remotely. You know, you talk about that $13,000 investment. Yeah. And the resources that we spend in our society incarcerating people yeah. and with stimulus checks or, or whatever, uh, welfare benefits, food stamps, uh, the, the, the cost I heard, uh, you know, uh, actually I was reading up and we're going to talk a little bit. We don't have much time left, but on about, uh, we need a two hour program, Tommy, but <laughs> about, about smart recovery. But it, I was in the literature. They talked about how the addiction costs, our economy a trillion dollars a year, and that's actual objective money, not just in loss of enjoyment of life, family turmoil, all those kinds of things. A trillion dollars in lost productivity. You know, we're we're rightfully concerned, and and you know that we've lost 140,000 people from COVID. Addiction takes more than that every year. Addiction takes 160 to 200,000 people every year. Uh, Seventy three percent of all felonies, alcohol or drugs, are involved. of wife battering cases, 73% of all child beatings. We need to invest in this country, and and you guys do it without any government assistance whatsoever. By the way, if somebody wants to help the Open Door Mission, let's not forget that. How do they do that? (laughs) Oh, don't worry. We won't forget about that. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you can make a donation to the Open Door Mission. Uh, uh, Our website is uh, opendoorhouston.org. That's opendoorhouston.org. And um, it costs us uh, $2.3 million to run this place. Which is, you're doing it very efficiently. It's very that. efficiently. Yeah. We have 22 staff people. And uh, I know I, I, when people ask me, how many staff do you have? And I say 22. They said, you got to be kidding me. And uh, because most have so much more than that. But uh, the staff that I have is extremely efficient. They are uh, dedicated to the work that they do. You know, there isn't money in social service work. No. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're just they're happy to have the job that they have. And um, and they are just priceless uh, to these men. And, um, you know, I love each and every one of them and they can't do anything about it. And they know that because I tell them that all the time. It's. Um, yeah, so uh, and 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 of that 2.3 million dollars, over 2 million dollars of that goes directly to the program. And uh the rest of it is the little bit that we have uh you know left over is for fundraising and for uh management and uh, general admin expenses. So very very efficient program. And you don't get any money from the government. And no none from the government. We get 50% from individuals, we get 20% from foundations, which we just are so grateful for foundations and the individuals that support us. 8% comes from churches and uh uh 2% from corporations and uh the rest we have a catering business when it's when we can 
uh, you know, go back to having catering, offer catering. Uh, we have incredible barbecue and other foods, but uh, it's uh, it's certainly it's it, it's really more an opportunity for men to learn how to serve because that's what we're here on this earth to do, and that is to serve. Amen, brother. We so, are to emulate Christ, and Christ yeah. was a servant when he uh, walked this earth. So. Again, what is your website if people want to contribute? Yeah, opendoorhouston.org. Opendoorhouston.org. Folks, there's nothing better you could do with your money, you know, to, than to help men transform their lives and get them off the streets and, and to make them productive, tax-paying members of society. So um, the it, normally, in normal times, when we're not non-COVID, people can go to that website and volunteer also, be Correct. mentors and things like that. Yeah. And, and uh, that's how you augment your 22-member staff. All right. Well, people know. Okay, so you've got medical, which is tremendous. You know, we had a guy we talked about before that got diagnosed with cancer because he came in and wouldn't have known. But he, but uh, you know, they got to it quicker. We talked about that earlier. You got dental. You got uh, education, uh, GEDs, uh, training, job training, uh, job. Uh, you help them with job housing, all those kinds of things. But let's talk. Everybody's pretty familiar. A lot of people were with twelve. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that yet. I want to talk about hey. Mothers, fathers, sisters, children, you have a a man who's sitting on the couch right now, vegging, sitting there sucking on a bunch of beers and scotches and whatever, doing dope. He needs help. Yeah. And help is out there. And whatever you do, whether it's through our program or through another program, get him out of there. You know, mothers can be the biggest enablers in the world. Yeah. And uh, I hate to say that to you, but uh, my mother was an enabler. My mother was a functional alcoholic. My father was a functional alcoholic. And, uh, you know, they just allowed me. As a matter of fact, when I was in my sobriety and I would go visit my mother and she we'd sit there, we'd go out to dinner or whatever. She'd say, okay, she ordered her drink. She'd say, okay, Tommy, what are you going to have? And I said, mother, I've been in. I've been in recovery for since 1988, and uh, and you know it just was one of those things that just you know how are you helping me at all? You know, I mean it was just crazy, but that's what mothers can do, and you know I'm very direct about it, and I'll tell mothers that come out to the mission, mothers of men that are in our program, and I'll tell them directly. I said you are the problem. That's so true. Helping them out of financial jams, uh, yep. you know, just, just turning the blind eye. We had somebody call a few weeks back, and they said, my kid is using drugs in my house. What do I do? Well, first of all, you don't let them use drugs in your house. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You know, you say, if you're going to use drugs, get out. I mean, that's, that's, that's you know, they call it they call it tough love, but... But you know it's illegal and and it's 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 damaging. It's destructive. So you've got to stop that. You can't turn a blind eye. You know, uh, there's a difference. And that's you know, I grew up. My mom was an alcoholic, and and for you know, oh Lord, I wish I knew then what I know now. But um, of course, then I followed the same path. But anyway, that's another story. But you know, for years we just ignored it. You know, it was the the hundred pound elephant in the middle of the hundred ton elephant in the middle of the room. We just ignored it. And uh, that that that's not the right thing to do. You've got to true love is addressing it and 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 not allowing people. Well, we really don't have time, Tommy, to to talk about smart recovery. But next time you're on, we, we'll we, do it. We, we've got a subject. But what it is basically, folks, is it's just a different approach to recovery where 
uh, people uh, learn cognitive skills and behavioral skills, which which help them overcome addiction. And Tommy and I share a belief that the more kinds of recoveries, the more different ways we can go at people, because different people react to different things. And you know, uh, we we here at, at Recovery Radio Houston, we believe in faith based recovery as the ultimate freedom. But we also see secular recovery and 12 steps as a bridge into faith-based recovery and, and to get people on the road. We had one of your guys on one time that said, uh, I never would have accepted it if somebody had said it was just about Jesus. But he got into a 12-step program, and, and then he found the Lord uh, through that program because it is a spiritual journey. So, um, you know, all, we embrace all aspects. So join us at, uh, at 4 p.m. every Saturday. We'll be here rain or shine. Uh, stay safe out there. You can find our podcast at kkht.com or on Apple or Google. We love you here at Recovery Radio Houston, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. See you next week. <laughs>